0: I want to start this talk this morning by firstly reading a poem to you. The poem was called Descent. Down he came from up, and in from out, and here from there. A long leap, an incandescent fall from magnificent to naked, frail and small. Through space, between stars, into our chilled night air, shrunk in infant grace to our damp, cramped, earthly place among all the shivering sheep. And now, after all, here he lies, fast asleep. Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place. That's what the shepherds said to one another, after the angels had left. In other words, it wasn't enough for them just to hear the good news. Somewhere deep within them, they wanted to be part of this thing that had taken place. I don't know about you, but I love the thisness, if I can use that word, the thisness of the Christmas story. To you this day. Or let us go to see this thing. Thisness is what cradles the Christmas story. When the angels said to the shepherd, this day, there is a sense in which they were saying, this day is special because something is being given to you and with it something has been born in you. This day something has been promised to you. This day is opening something to you. This day, light is now shining in your darkness. This day, God is with you. This day, God is for you. And this thing has happened and is calling forth a response from you and asking something of you. I think it is in this sense that what the angel said to the shepherds was not just an announcement of glad tidings and good news, It was a calling, a calling to the hearts and spirits of these men. They had to go and see. So they left what they were doing. They left their flocks in the fields and they went in search of the manger that held the Christ child. In so doing, they moved from the event of Jesus' birth to the experience of his birth. In other words, they made the Christmas story their own story. I want to invite you this morning to join the shepherds and to go now to Bethlehem and to see this thing that has taken place. You see, you and I, we all need to be like the shepherds. We need to not just simply talk about Bethlehem. We need to go there. Go there to see this thing that has taken place to move from details about the event to the experience of Christmas. Let me ask you a question. What is your Christmas story? I'm not asking you about your family traditions, about when and how you exchange gifts or the food you eat. I'm not even asking you to tell me the Christmas story as it was read to us this morning. I'm asking you about your Christmas story. When have you, like the shepherds, as it were, gone to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place? I want to hear about how when you knew your heart and your life were in the manger of Christ's birth. Tell me about the day when you cradled new hope, new possibilities of this new life that Jesus offers. Now, the reason I'm asking you about your Christmas story is because I think so often we leave ourselves out of the Christmas story. And whether we realize it or not, this is a story that is about us. We do know about the others who were there, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, angels and shepherds and wise men, etc. But what about you and me? Do we name ourselves as characters and participants in this story? Or are we the forgotten characters in the Christmas story? Do we focus so much on the details of the event that we miss the reality and joy of the experience? Friends, let's decide not to do that this Christmas. Let's not limit the beauty and the breadth of the Christmas story to simple historical details about the birth of Jesus. His birth was so much more than that. Yes, his birth happened within a specific set of circumstances at a specific time in a specific place with a specific woman. But his birth was not limited to or defined by or contained within those circumstances. We can and we should look for the experience of his birth in the very circumstances of our own lives. So where do we go to see this thing that has taken place? Where in our life do we see it? We'll start with the circumstances of your own life. What does the manger of your life hold? Hope? Fear? Joy? Maybe even sorrow? Maybe this year, grief and loss and pain lie at the very center of your life. Is the manger of your heart full of pain? Is the manger of your life filled with anxiety and confusion? Whatever it is that is in the manger of your life, there you will also find is the Christ child, right there in the midst of fearful and uncertain and confusing circumstances. That is what the incarnation is. It is that which this story is telling us, the story holds god before us just like it held god before the shepherds and the shepherds before god the manger of your life and the manger of christ are not really that different they are simply two ways of seeing and describing the same thing this story was the story of ordinary people an ordinary mother and an ordinary father And ordinary shepherds, it happened in their lives, and therefore, in a sense, it is also their Christmas story. Friends, there is a sense in which there is only one manger, for if Christ is not born in the real, everyday circumstances of ordinary lives, then he isn't really born anywhere. From this one manger, we have all been given new life, new hope, new possibilities. This one manger holds more than the circumstances and a baby. It holds more than we can describe, more than the shepherds could perceive, could see or understand. That night, the shepherds went to Bethlehem to see this thing that had taken place. And they found this child, lying in a manger. They knew, they knew they were part of something special. They knew that they were looking at someone special. But even then, they had no idea of how much this manger held. It held the peace with which Jesus calmed the storm that terrified his apostles. It held the power that fed 5,000 hungry men and their families with two loaves and two fish. It held the new eyes with which the blind would see. It held the new legs with which the lame would walk. It held the living water that the Samaritan woman so longed for. It held the mercy that saved the life of the woman caught in adultery. It held the tears that wept for Jerusalem. It held the death that would destroy death. It held the hope of the resurrection. It held the salvation of the world. As I say, it held God before the shepherds and the shepherds before God. And friends, in the same way, it holds you and I before God and God before us. Christ's manger holds all of this and more. It did for the shepherds that night and it does for us this morning. The manger has never been emptied of its meaning and its power. It is the place where God's life and our life intersect. It is the place where our souls are fed and our hearts are sustained in the midst of and sometimes in spite of all our life circumstances. I want to say to you whenever you have experienced your soul being nurtured and nourished, your heart being enlarged, whenever you have received the offer of forgiveness and given forgiveness. When you see the world through new eyes, when you have awakened to the deeper, more profound meaning of your life, when you've experienced the light pushing back against the darkness, when you've you've looked into the life of another and somehow seen the holy, when you felt yourself being loved, for no other reason other than the fact that you are you, when you have rediscovered whose child you are, when you've reclaimed your identity as a child of God, when you have done these things, you have been to Bethlehem to see this thing that has taken place. This Advent season, friends, however busy you are, however sad and beaten up you feel, please take the time to do what the shepherds did, to leave the sheep and the fields and to go to Bethlehem and to see this thing that has happened, happened for you. This is a story that includes you because this is a story about you. This Christmas story... Can also be your Christmas story. Let me close with what I said at the beginning. It's the thisness that cradles the Christmas story. When the angel said to the shepherds, This day, there is a very real sense in which they were saying, both to them and to you and to me, to all of us, this day is special. Because something is being given to you. And with it something is being born in you. This day something is being promised to you and I. This day is opening up something to you and I. This day light shines in our darkness. This day God is with you. God is for you. This day. This thing has happened and it is calling forth a response from you and I, asking something from us. So again, I'm encouraging you. Go to Bethlehem this week. Take a long, hard look and see (laughs) this thing that has taken place. God bless you.